Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. We are talking about the foundation of faith. Okay. In other words, in fact, when I, I gave this, this um, title, what I was thinking about is that does, does, does it really tell the message, the foundation of faith? How do you understand by the foundation of faith? Yes, yes, thing. The pillars of faith. Wow, okay. That's how you understand it. When we talk about the foundation of faith, the pillars of faith, yes. The platform upon which faith is built, yes. Okay, that's how you got it. How faith can be established, okay. The basic principles of faith. Right? Any other last person? You know what? What all of you have said is correct. Actually, you see, you see, that's why I asked this question. Because that's not what I meant. My, the theme is faith as a platform. Like the platform of faith. The found, faith itself is the foundation. Not something that faith is built on. So, but you're right. So you're right. But, so when we talk about the foundation of faith, we're talking about faith as a foundation. Okay? The faith being foundation. Faith is foundational. What we're talking about is how foundational faith is in any spiritual quest, so long as God is concerned. So, without faith, you don't have any platform to deal with God. So, faith has the platform for our dealings with God. Why are we saying it's foundational? Is faith actually so foundational? Is is there something that can be done so long as God is concerned outside of faith? Just like the word. Nothing can be done outside of the word so long as God is concerned. So the Bible says that all things were created by him. John chapter 1, talking about the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word, I will say, all things were made by him. And there was nothing made that was made without him. All right. So everything that exists, we understand that it came into existence by virtue of God's word. God can't help you outside his word. You can write that down. And make sure you personalize it. Don't do it the second person. Don't say God can't help you. Say God cannot help me outside his word. God can't help me outside his word. And God can't help you or God can help me without faith. Watch this. Let me show you something. When he came to salvation, he said that you need, the only way you can be saved is when you bring your faith on board. So if your faith does not come on board, you can't be saved. Now, salvation is the, that's where everything starts, so long as God is concerned. So God and human beings are concerned. So for God to be able to have a relation and dealing with you, what you bring on the table is faith. Okay, so everything starts and ends in faith. The Bible says that he's the author 
Arthur and the finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord. And so faith is so foundational. But before I go further into that foundation, let's look at the importance of foundation. There's no way you can write a letter if you don't know the alphabets, the, uh, the English alphabets. You can't write any letter in English. You have to know the alphabets in order to be able to write. In the same way, when it comes to life, some things are so fundamental or foundational, if you sidestep them, you can't go anywhere. That's the importance of foundation. To the extent that the Bible says, let's look at Psalm, Psalm 11 verse 3. This is a very common scripture. Some of us must know it already. Or virtually, I suppose virtually all of us know it. Psalm 11 verse 3. Let's all read it together. Let's go. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? One more time. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the right? There's nothing you can do outside of foundations. Doesn't matter how rightful you look or rightful you behave. Nothing can be done outside of foundation. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, 24. Let's rather look at the Luke version. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, that was, particularly Luke chapter 6, verse 47, that was, he says that anyone who, uh, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does not, and does them, I will show, I will show you whom, verse 48 says that he's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid what? The foundation on the rock. Okay. Lay the foundation of rock, and when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Look at the next one, verse, the next verse. But he who, he who had and did nothing is like a man who built a house on, uh, on the earth without, without what? It's interesting. It's interesting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Without a foundation, and the, uh, without a foundation against which the, st- the stream beats vehemently and without delay, without fail, it fell. Why? And Bible says that the ruin of that house was great. <laughs> without foundation, your ruin is great. It doesn't matter how late it comes. Foundations are everything foundation. Now watch this. You know what I just saw in the text? Verse 48 talks about how someone, Bible says that he dug, verse 48, Bible says he dug deep and laid the foundation. So, ooh, I like this. The other one, verse 49 says that he built on the earth without foundation. Now I thought he was going to say that the other one built the foundation on the earth. But he said that foundation can only be built on a rock. So you can't build foundation. You either don't have foundation or you are digging. It takes effort to get foundation. And it says that you don't see, do you see foundation of the building when the building is finished? You don't see it. But the future of the building is determined by what you don't see. And so in the same way, when we talk about something being foundational, it's not the one that everybody sees. Though the future of what everything that is being built is predicated on it, yet that very thing that sustains everything usually is not on display. You know how I know that? Many people who are genuine prayer warriors and genuine Christians, you don't see only in church. Most of the time, when we gather, doesn't everybody look like a good Christian? Just look at the one. Everybody looks like a... In fact, 
not just a Christian. Many people look like angels. But you can't tell the strength of the Christian life just because the person is sitting on the pews or on the chairs. You can tell based on what the person is doing, digging deep with the word, taking the word. And it means it, it cannot effort. It cannot pains. It cannot time. So it takes time. It takes effort. That's, that's why I told you, my early Christian life, we were not given the full thing. Because we sometimes make like, oh, once they pray for you, your blessing has come. You don't have to be working. You can pray for you for you to get a millionaire. <laughs> See, so, but the point here is that every, every work of faith is hard work. Can I repeat that? Every work of faith is what? Hard work. One more time. Every work of faith is hard work. One more time. So, in other words, to get the results of faith, you must have done some hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought you said it's not by works. No, faith without works is dead. Mm. So, there can never be faith without works because foundation, when you talk about foundation, you are digging. And I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that faith is foundational. Now, Jesus pointed to the fact that if foundation is not in place, there is no future for the building. That's what he just said from Luke chapter 6, verse 46 or 47 to 49. He says, what Jesus was saying in effect is that without foundation, there is no future for any building. That's the centrality, how essential foundation is. Okay, so now, stretching on to that, I want to show us how how faith is foundational in your Christian journey, not in your quest for a miracle. Your journey, so not uh, once in a while because you are waiting for something, but it's a lifetime. That's why the just shall live. So the very moment the just stops living by faith, the the just is dying without faith. That's another way. Ceases to be just. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, let's look at the book of Hebrews. There is grace in this building. Amen. There is a meeting going on somewhere at the moment. And a decision is being made somewhere right now. Amen. And it's going to favor someone here right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The Lord just showed it to me. What did I say? Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again what? The foundation. Laying again the foundation of repentance. Uh-huh. Repentance from dead works. It is not repentance uh, of faith towards God. So repentance from dead works is one. So it says that let us not lay again the foundation. So then began to enumerate the foundation. Repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Foundational. 
the foundation of faith. Faith is foundational. It's fundamental. It is essential, non-negotiable. So it says that all I want to point to us from this text is that not laying again the foundation of repentance from death. So repentance from death is foundational. Someone need to do some repenting tonight. Do some repenting other than that to block the prayers. Some thoughts that have even gone through your mind on your way to church or during praise and worship or when you got here. Some stuff. Don't come and sit here with the water on your body. Soak. Clean the water before you come in so you can enjoy the atmosphere. In other words, when you are entering God's presence, sort out, repent. Repent from dead works, things that God, God says you don't do. Or things that you didn't do, which, or which, things that you did, which are not in conformity with God's word and God's way of doing things. As soon as you hit his presence, repent. Because it's fundamental, it's foundational. So there are quite a few foundations, there are only six of them Bible mentioned. But today we are focusing on the foundation of faith. You understand that? Because faith is foundational. Without faith, it is not possible to please God. And he said, anyone who dares to come to God must first. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. He says, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And he's, so without faith, you can't get anywhere with God. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. I need to reiterate this fact that faith is not just forgetting. Okay, what did I say? Faith is not just for receiving. Okay. It's not um, good. Like money. What's money for? <laughs> it's true for spending. What's money for? Yeah, spending. Somebody else, what's money for? Saving. For what? Borrowing. Some of you didn't say borrowing. <laughs> I thought you said for borrowing. Forgiving. That's an interesting one. Money is forgiving. Okay, it's, it's a medium of exchange. It doesn't matter how much of it you have. If you take all your pounds and you take it to China, the first thing you will need is what? The forest bill or something to change your money. Other than that, you can't change it. If you don't change it, you can't spend it. So then, it's not really, it's only useful to us in the UK. But over wherever you go, pound sterling won't help you unless you change it to the currency they use over there. So you can tell that money is just for spending or you can save and save and save. At the end of the day, what was it going to use for? You never save money and just leave it and you have saved money. Money is actually, the way to, you, the way to wisely prepare your future is to save some money. So, so saving for the rainy day. But the reason why you are saving is so that you can spend it tomorrow. You defer the spending today. So in, in, inadvertently, money is for spending. Other than that, there's no use for the money. Just like the way food is for what? Is it true? Yeah, it's for consumption. 
Okay, watch this. Faith, faith is not just for receiving. Because many people have reduced faith to when I need to receive something, they have to apply faith. Faith is not just for receiving. So whether you have to receive something or not, you don't need faith only to receive. Whether you have to receive or not, you just always have to be. Faith is for relating with God. Now, for those of us who see God as Santa Claus, like Father Christmas, every time he has to give, you are missing something big. Because that's, that, that's not the basic purpose and function of God in our lives. My darling, the basic, the basic purpose of God in our life is not just to be giving us stuff. The main reason, the basic purpose of God in our life is to find expression. He wants to express himself in us. That's, that's a stronger one. So he wants to take you then he can, he can use you and express himself in you. But whilst you are with God, his hands, his blessings are definitely yours. That's why the Bible says, without faith, you can't please God. It's a strong statement. Without faith, you can't please God. Let me put it this way. Without faith, you cannot get God involved in your life. It does not matter who prays for you. Without faith, you can't get God involved in your life. Strong. So faith is not only for receiving. Faith is for living with God. The just shall live by And so this whole issue of faith, we need to always teach it and always get people to to, to walk in faith, connect themselves in faith because I realized that yesterday's faith is not good enough for today. Mm, some of you didn't realize that. Yesterday's faith is not good enough for today's walk because faith must always be fresh. Faith must be fresh for every day. Can you say I breathe a lot already of oxygen? Yesterday I, I made sure I breathed so much <laughs> so that today, today I won't have to breathe. I want to sleep throughout. So I won't have to breathe. No. It's so beautiful that even in our sleep, God has designed the human body to still be breathing, even in our sleep. So faith is like that. Even though sometimes you may not seem active, and be running around, faith must be present and strong in your heart. Heart, I mean heart. So that then faith becomes alive when you begin to take the steps because your heart is full of faith. And so, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4, I like that text. Faith is fundamental. 1 Timothy chapter 1. One verse four. And let me start from verse three. As I urge you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. No. <laughs> See, I like the Bible. Though. They teach no other doctrine. That's another. That's something for another day. Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Fables. And endless genealogies. This father, this one's father was this, and this one's father was this. He said, don't give it to all that endless, and every time it's going on. It's not necessary. One of the questions people ask is, 
<laughs> okay, God created only Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve had two sons. One was called Cain and the other one was Abel. And Cain took a cane and killed Abel. And Cain ran away. And Bible said he went to and got married. Ha! So there were some people somewhere. So people said, that means that there were some people somewhere because Adam and Eve had only, the, at that time, they had, only before Seth came later, they had Cain and Abel. No, Cain killed Abel. And Cain ran away. Bible says that he got married. And Bible said, God marked his face that everywhere he goes, no one will kill him. So there are people somewhere, wherever he was going. This is what is called endless genealogies. <laughs> so the one Cain went to marry. Where, where did she come from? This is called what? Endless genealogies. Because we can go and go and go. But the simple answer to some of you want to know. Can I tell you? All right. Write that question and send it to me. I'll answer it <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> All right. It's a simple answer, but I don't want to deviate from. So, Bible says that don't pay heed to fables. You know what fables are? All, all kinds of tales and stories and uh, yeah, yeah, Greek mythology and some things that some scientists believe they have discovered that show that maybe Adam and Eve were really, you know, about seven inches tall. Or in fact, there was a man years ago came and told me that he had, they have discovered that Jesus Christ was black. Oh, in fact, it was on the news. Right? No, last year another one came on in the newspapers that they discovered that Jesus Christ something because the bone structure and everything they found and he was originally something like that, black or this one is called endless genealogy. Bible said don't give heed to those things. Yes, why? So Jesus was green and so on. What has that got to do with my life? And so on. Think about it. And so on. What has that got to do? So there are so many things that Bible says that God created Adam and Eve. Okay. But maybe there were some people before he created them because now fossils they have some fossils that can show. It's called what? Endless genealogies. All right, back to the text. He said that one people that they teach no other do- doctrine. Just teach what is in the word. Don't try and explain everything and then warn them. They teach no other. Do- I, I urge you. I three again. As I urge you, when I, I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that. They teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Watch this, watch this, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, wealth, which is in faith. Okay? So then, the point I want to make here is the, the end product, the objective of teaching. If you focus on endless genealogies and fables, you miss the objective of teachings which he has stated over there in the, in the text. What's the, what's the objective for t- of teaching? What's the purpose for teaching? Godly edification, which is in faith. That is the purpose of teaching. And now the, whatever, whatever is taught in church and discussed in church, we are doing Bible studies, please don't go and bring unnecessary questions that will now end up making people dispute and confusion and uh, uh, should a woman uh, do makeup and uh, shouldn't do makeup. Some of these things you tell it's not really so. 
And it's synod, major synods. Then they're debating, should we do this? Should we do this? So, so some of these things, gender disputes. Bible says that it, it, it causes disputes. It promotes controversy. Yes, it's true. It's in the Bible. But the objective of Bible studies and Christian studies is to, is to give, to promote godly edification. What's edification? Thank you very much. To build yourself up. Godly edification. So the th- what I'm doing here is supposed to build you up in God. But godly edification only takes place in faith. It can only take, if you don't have faith in your heart, we can't build you. We can't build you. And so then it's my responsibility to help someone generate faith, build faith. It's easy when you have faith, it's easy to build. Shout hallelujah. So the objective of godly teaching is godly edification which is in faith. Godly edification only takes place in faith. Doesn't take place any other way. All right. Now, say now. Now, the purpose of the commandment, the purpose of this charge I'm giving you, Timothy, the purpose of the, the instructions, the purpose of the teaching, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. Faith is foundational. The purpose of the, of the commandment is love. But love only operates on the foundation of faith. Godly love operates only on the foundation. So if you are asking me, Pastor, my husband is a very troublesome man. And you are talking, you are saying the Bible said love, um, I should love my husband. Or my wife is a witch. And you are saying that Bible said we should love. In fact, if you manage to marry a witch, then you must be a chief wizard. everything so don't try some of us are trying to use a lot of human efforts and outside of faith it will work things of God operate by faith and Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith things of God say faith Faith. it's another the purpose the end the chief aim the reason why the child was given is so that someone will love will operate in love love which is which stems from a pure heart, a good conscience. Possibly, if I get a chance, I may talk about the, uh, uh, the, the conscience of faith or the conscience that sustains faith or sustaining your good faith, keeping good faith. It's very important. Conscience factor. Maybe tomorrow if I get a chance or um, later. But then, good conscience and from sincere faith, faith unfeigned, King James puts it. Go to the next verse. Let me show you the last thing in the next verse. He said, which some? Which some, having straight, have turned aside to idle talk. So sometimes when you listen to people, the way they talk, if it's not, it doesn't gender godly edification, they have turned aside from the main thing, which is love, which is from pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. So once you turn aside from faith, you are in trouble. So faith is central. Faith is fundamental. Faith is foundational. Let's all say faith is central. Faith is, central. Faith is, fundamental. Faith is fundamental. Faith is foundational. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It talks about how... Um, <laughs> this is a strange scripture, you know. 
Very, very scary scripture. Now the spirit, the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. In the latter times. How many of you believe we are in the latter times? How many of you know we are in the last days? In the days of Jesus, they were in the last days. So we are in the end, at the end. So maybe before tomorrow morning, Jesus will even come back. That's why, please, let's get ourselves sorted. Because if Jesus comes, one funny thing, uh, one interesting thing I heard Jesus say, he said, if the son of man comes, will he find faith? Can you imagine? When he comes, the first thing is looking for his faith. No, it's in Luke. Luke chapter 18. Those of us who have been using that scripture, the woman who was praying, and God said that, won't he avenge you of his enemies? You know that? Jesus taught them this parable to teach them how men always ought to pay, pay and not to pay. There was a woman who went to a judge, and then somewhere there before Jesus even spoke, he says that, however, Luke chapter 18, verse 8, however, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on it? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, Will he f- really find faith on the earth? Faith is serious. Someone say, faith is serious. Faith is serious. You are praying, God help me. God help me. When he's coming on earth to help you, he's looking for faith. Will he find faith? When you act in faith, you have signed and doors that heaven. When you're updating something, they ask you, oh, buy a new story in store. They ask you, do you agree with terms and conditions? Some of it, the, the continue is great. The next it's made, made gray until you have agreed. Or when you disagree, it aborts the process. Faith is like that. Without faith, any other thing God can do is gray. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean by gray? Yeah. So you are believing God for car. is gray if faith is not activated. So when Bible says, when the Son of Man comes, shall you find faith on this earth? Shall he, can you imagine, shall he find faith on this earth? That means that if God, Christ is about to do something in your life, the first thing that allows him to operate is faith. And so, when it's about to happen, he said, faith? If they look, there's no faith. It's great. So, sister, instead of screaming, God, where's my husband? Where's my husband? Where's my husband? Say, from January, I prayed. You told me that in March, he's coming. I saw someone with the beard, but he's not the one. So... <laughs> And, and you told me, God, you told me that he's coming. I knew. Now we are in uh, 29th November, and I don't even know what I'm going to do. I've told everybody that by next year, early next year, my wedding is happening. And uh, God, I don't know. See, see, stop the noise. Stop the noise. Stop the noise. Uh, pastor, uh, pastor prophesied that I'm going to marry. I'm going to marry. I'm going. The prophecy remains gray. It's great until someone like you and I decides to act in faith. So, this one too, I didn't know early when I was growing up in my Christian. So many people were made, as soon as the man of God has laid his hand on you, everything will happen. That's what many people think. Everything will happen. And someone can come and prophesy all this and make genuine, like the way I've been prophesying. If your faith goes on a holiday, the delivery will be waiting for your faith. 
to act in faith. Change into the faith. Pastor, I've, I've, I've faith, I've faith and faith. I've not seen it. That tells you it's still great. Because faith does not have reverse gear. Heaven can deliver. Bible said, if the son of man comes, shall he find faith on earth? Get it. Brothers and sisters, my dearly beloved, we got to get this. We got to get this. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees. And he said, what to you scribes? What to you Pharisees? Hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. What are the weightier matters of the law? What are the weightier matters of the law? Faith is so fundamental. It's a weightier matter. Justice, mercy, and faith. You can't do without it. You can't do without it. When someone says, oh, <laughs> this one is not faith. It's not faith. It's not faith. Faith, faith, faith. This one is not faith. In fact, God must do something about this. I like that. How? Oh, this one is not faith. God must really move. Right away, it tells you the person does not even understand how God operates. It's like you've been given a car, you have your car, you want to go uh, home, and then you're about to sit in the car. Someone says, oh, have you got your keys? You left your keys in the office or in the building. So I uh, know, but this one is not, like going home is not about keys. <laughs> I just, it's my car, it's my car, so I just sit in here and go, well, there's no keys, there's no keys. Everyone who, who is just an adult and rational knows that possibly you don't know what you're talking about. Or you may not, you don't have a car. Or you don't understand how cars operate. Maybe it's a bicycle you've been talking about. <laughs> Even some bicycles, they need keys. Because they've been chained near the tube station. So faith is essential. Tell someone, your faith will help you. I was being tempted to yesterday to, as I prayed to talk, start t- t- talking about what does it mean to walk in faith? What does it mean? But I want to finish on this centrality of faith. I like this scripture. It's very easy to remember. Those of you who love God's word, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Is it, is it, is it to remember? 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And this year is 2013. So at least remember the 13s. Let's all read it together. Are you ready? Let's read it aloud. Faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of all is love. Now, if you read the, the, the preceding verses, it, it, you will find out that he was talking about how all gifts and all other things are not eternal. And a time will come when, that's when perfection comes. All right, which many scholars and many theologians believe that perfection is referring to and the second coming of Christ or when we get to heaven. God, that, that will be in the perfect state. Bible said no more sickness, no more dying, no more, that everything is perfect, okay? So when perfection comes, prophecies will cease, all right? When perfection comes, tongues will cease. What, what do you need tongues in heaven for? And there's no prayer request, no prayer topic. We don't pray in heaven. Once you go to heaven, you don't pray. Uh, I know what somebody's going to say. But Lazarus was praying in Abraham's bosom, said, please send someone to go and warn my... Uh, uh, that was in Abraham's bosom. That's not the end. 
Perfection hadn't come yet because there are still people, people on earth. But once we all settle, we don't, you don't need tongues. You don't need prophecy. Well, okay, why would you need prophecy? We are all with God. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10. But when that which is perfect comes, then that which is in part will be done away with. Okay, what is in part? We prophesy in part. How many of you know we prophesy in part? You can't prophesy everything on earth and know everything. You can't. You have been a Christian for some time now. By now you should know some things and not hinge your faith in God based on what is happening around you. Lord, I waited, I waited, I waited. Now we are about to enter to December. Another first seminar. I don't feel like going even. Uh-huh. You see, you think like a boy. You think like a child. Faith has not got anything to do. Ooh, ooh. It has not got anything to do with what you have seen. It's not got anything to do with what you have seen. Because we walk and not by sight. So what you have seen is something and faith is another realm. So it's not good. Why are you basing it on, oh, okay, I've been waiting, 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 now nothing has happened. So, and so what does that go to your faith? That means your faith was sight-based. Faith, ayah, faith is a realm of reality. So once you enter the realm of re- reality, it's a matter of time. No, no one in this church is, no, is permitted not to have a child. When I was a child, I thought like a child. But when I grew, I put away childish things. Verse, verse 12, it says that, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as also I'm known. Okay? Then it goes on. The last verse says that, now abides what? Faith. Hope and love or charity. Faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest is love. Because remember we read in 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 1 verse 4. That the end of the commandment is actually love. Which is undergathered. Which is born out of pure heart. Uh, good conscience. And unf- sincere faith. Okay? And so love is greater than faith in itself. But faith is what makes us realize these things. So the point I'm making is that faith is not just a feeling. Faith is the realm of God. It's the realm of God. Please act in faith. Faith is just taking God's word for what he says. And as you do that, all right, let me end on Galatians. Galatians chapter 3 verse 8. Faith is foundational. Shall we all say that together? Faith is foundational. Please, would you say that again? Faith is foundational. It says that. Watch this. It said, fight the good fight of faith. And Bible says that the trial of your faith, when your faith is brought under pressure, pressure, Jesus said, Peter, Peter, Satan has sought to shake you like wheat. Luke chapter 22 verse 31, Satan, Satan has sought to shake you, to shake you like wheat. And he said, so some of us, when Satan, if Satan shakes you a little bit, he says, ah, oh, where is God, where is God, God, why me? <laughs> Jesus said, I pray that your faith, your faith will not fail. Because when you are shaking and your faith does not fail, nothing can happen to you. Nothing can happen against you. Your destiny, the security of your destiny has everything to do with your faith. I like this one. The security of your destiny has everything to do with the condition of your faith. Did you get that? So it's not in the hands of your boss. Neither is it in the hands of your wife. Neither is it in the hands of your friends, your mama, your papa. 
The security of your future is not, is not based on your certificate. You can still have certificate, okay? I'm not saying don't go for it. But the security of your future is not based on your certificate. It's, it's based on the condition of your faith. The kind of faith you operate in is what defines your tomorrow. The kind of faith you operate in is what defines your tomorrow. Oh! God cannot secure your health outside of your faith. The condition of your faith is what sets the pace for your future. Shall faith. So, Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 says that, and the scriptures foreseen that God will justify the Gentiles by, hey, by what? Is that you two you are in? By faith. Oh, I haven't, got, I haven't done this. He said, don't worry. Come in. Faith. Doesn't matter what you have not done. Faith or what you have done. What you have done or what you haven't done doesn't matter. Faith matters. All right. Justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So, that is why the gospel was preached to Abraham. So that the chief man himself, before he started, it was faith. So that any other person who comes later cannot be disqualified based on any other thing. Uh, or cannot be disqualified because the person has faith. Or and be disqualified because the person doesn't have works or any other thing. The only thing that can disqualify you is faith. That's, that's what could have disqualified Abraham. Because Abraham was an idol worshiper. And God brought him in. So then those, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So then those who are of faith are blessed. When was Abraham blessed? When was he blessed? How long ago? You don't know. He was blessed so many years ago. You know how long ago he was blessed? How long was that? So many years. None of us can really tell. Other than that, we begin to go into endless genealogies. <laughs> Which will create disputes. But that long ago, before my great, 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 great grandpapa was born, Abraham was blessed already. Guess what? Guess, guess what? I was blessed. I am blessed with him. So when he was being blessed, me too, I was there. But the thing is faith. So guess what? It stays gray. Your forgiveness of sins stay gray. Blessings stay gray. Heaven's kiss on your life stays gray. It only gets activated when you begin to walk in faith. Can I say this, brothers and sisters? Ma'am, you have no worry as long as you have faith. You didn't hear what I said. Fear not. Just get your faith in place. When your faith is in place, your future is in place. Your, who? When your faith is in place, your future is secured. In spite of what you see around you, Mama Grace, it does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. What you see around you does not matter. Once your faith is in place, your future is secured. Your future is intact. Your future is intact. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He will bring your faith under pressure. But you know what? When your faith comes under pressure, he doesn't know what he's rather doing. He's building patience. 
Bible says that the trial of your faith, because your faith is the most important thing. What it brings under pressure, the thing will not break. So brings under pressure, bring under pressure, bring is rather building patience as well. And what's patience is not ability to wait. Patience is ability to hold on to God's word. Let me finish this text. Verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the Lord are under a curse. For a reason, curse is everyone who does not continue in all the things that we, all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Ah, I like the next verse, 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 verse 11, Galatians 3, verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live One more time. And louder, please. I believe you can say it louder. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.